another great episode today with a dear friend and power partner in my business, Natasha Hemingway. I really hope you guys enjoy hearing her story and the highs and lows that you know are raw and authentic about her journey of leaving a Fortune 500 and persevering and hitting the highs and lows of entrepreneurship to truly come full circle to her zones of genius in sales as a sales consultant. Again, another great inspirational story of really stepping out of working for someone else and stepping into working for yourself and serving an even a bigger, more authentic way while creating a lifestyle by your design so that you're not missing what's most important to you in life, but also still leaning into your zones of genius to make impact in this world. Hope you guys enjoy this episode. She's a wonderful dear friend who also is a coach, a powerful coach inside of our mini mastermind and our academy teaching our clients and walking them through the sales funnel process to close. So hope you guys enjoy this. Need some effective tactical advice that actually helps you get results and makes a real difference in your life and business? You've come to the right place. If you're finding yourself here today, it means you're getting ready to gain serious traction in your business, rapidly multiply your income and impact, and you're ready to make it happen while living all out. Guys, I'm Melissa Henault, your trustworthy corporate dropout turned six-figure business burnout turned happy and healthy CEO of a multi-million dollar online business, and you're listening to the Burnout to All Out podcast. On this show, we're serving up innovative growth strategies, simple implementation methods to put them into practice, and action-stimulating inspiration tailored specifically for the modern entrepreneur. Let's dive in. And we are live with Miss Natasha Hemingway. So excited to have you on the Burnout to All Out podcast today. Happy to be here. So good. This is going to be a fun interview. Let me give the informal bio and then I'll give the formal bio. So what I want to tell you guys about Natasha is for all of my listeners, I don't know about you, but I have invested year over year over year to be in communities, to be around people who are in a similar world as me, because as an entrepreneur and a small business owner in the online space, I felt like I was a unicorn here in little old Davidson, North Carolina. There was not a single man or woman that I knew within a, you know, hundred mile radius who was living the world I was living. And one night at Shake Shack, because I didn't feel like cooking. I was home with all three kids by myself. I was at this burger joint and my kids were like, there's cash. That's my friend. And we went over and sat down and here's this sweet, amazing woman, Natasha. We get to chatting And she is so brilliant, so bright, so charismatic, so sweet. And she's in the online business space. She is an entrepreneur, a sales expert, and she's an ex-corporate from an industry. We have very similar backgrounds. And we were like, holy shit. They were like, what? Or did I really find a unicorn here in Charlotte, North Carolina, where someone who actually speaks my language? Yeah. We became fast friends, now power partners together in business. We'll talk a little bit about that today. But Natasha is at the top of her game. 
as a sales expert. So our relationship has evolved from our children through collaborations in business and through friendship. And I want to now jump into your official bio and how we've ended up collaborating in business because Natasha is actually our sales expert coach inside of some of my programs inside my community. So Natasha is a corporate startup and entrepreneurial based sales consultant, coach and speaker, and the creator of Heart Not Hustle, a sales coaching firm founded with an aim to help corporations, startups, and entrepreneurs find and focus on the deeper meaning behind their business motivation and sales message. She helps corporations, startups, and entrepreneurs master their authentic sales process and sales strategy and achieve meaningful success and maximize their sales wins by bringing the heart, not the hustle. I hope you guys are really excited to hear more about her today. And and I will say also, you know, she comes from a Fortune 500 company where she was, you know, a senior sales manager. And let's start there, right? Let's actually start with the journey of corporate. And I know that we both have lots of appreciation for the skills that we gained from corporate. I know you still work and consult with corporate. Let's start there. Where were you in life when you realized it was time to make a pivot or was it kind of forced upon you, right? Like sometimes it's it's one or the other or a little bit of both. So take us back to the Fortune 500, top of your game and your sales territory, the golden handcuffs that we both know. Talk yeah. to me about it. Yeah. Okay. So I started out in corporate, came straight out of college, biology degree, straight into pharmaceutical sales, did that for eight years, then moved on up to the hard, hard hustle of medical device sales, but absolutely loved it. It's all honestly I've ever done. Thought I wanted to go to med school. And then I was like, nope. After I got out, I was like, I have too many bills in spite of my scholarships. And I just don't want to be in school anymore. Right. I'm like, but what can I do? What profession can I go into? Because I am a people person. And I was like, okay, if I'm not going to med school and then I cannot be in someone's biology lab, looking at Petri dishes all day. I will drive them crazy. And with no windows, are you kidding me? No, they would run me out of there. So being in pharmaceutical sales, it was a perfect marriage of my background of biology, science, love for it, but also my love for people, right? Being able to help people. I'll out myself all day. I'm an Enneagram two, which is a servant leader. So it's not a surprise that I'm a coach, a consultant, all those things and a speaker. And then my wings are three in one. So the achiever, perfectionist. So I tell people I'm a bit of a hot mess, but a good one. Um, and I, I'm at least I'm aware, right? So coming out of that, going into sales, it's all I've ever done. And to be honest, it was part of it was just that, you know, like when something's in your spirit and you know, it's time to move, but you don't know what the move is. It was that for me. And the huge catapult, honestly, was me getting promoted or I was working towards a promotion. It takes two years to get it. You have to have two years, so eight quarters of being at 100% of your quota or greater. If you drop down at any point, you start over. Literally, the clock starts over. And you have to be also checked off for, you know, performance behaviors like managers, all that stuff, you know, your leadership qualities, all this. And so I was in the running for that. And we ended up losing our first term, first son, and he was full term. So that whole 
devastating, um, unexpected life event changed everything in my life. To be honest, Melissa, it changed how I saw life. It changed my purpose. It changed, um, you know, just even being able to reflect and be like, okay, what am I doing? Like, why am I here? What is my purpose? Like, is it greater? There's got to be something greater than this. And that really shifted it because when that happened, just FYI, for the women out there who know, when you lose a a son or a child full-term, you do not get maternity leave, that part. So I didn't get maternity leave, had to take like PTO, went back like a week later, and I was back into my job, starting over back in the running for this promotion, okay? Because we dip below, yeah, we dip below for the weeks that I was out. So going back into that, going back into the grind, the hustle, trying to get to that, we then end up getting quickly pregnant again. So it was kind of this dichotomy of like grieving loss and then also having to like give myself a mental, like I call it a checkup from the neck up of like, okay, here's my purpose. If I'm going to be able to walk out these days on this earth, I have to know why I'm here and I have to know what I'm driving towards. And also I got grievance counseling. Let me just say that too. (laughs) Okay. So having to pull myself together and be like, okay, I am now pregnant with this second child. I'm going back to this very high pressure, high stress job. I'm going after this promotion. I'm kind of starting this clock over. It was literally like, I owe it to my son to be the best I can be mentally and physically right? Like I don't have time to be down because I have a responsibility yet again, right? Internally of carrying the child. And so it was kind of just getting my head straight, figuring out my focus and then driving towards it and just blinders on. And, you know, even like having scriptures everywhere, just reminding me of the hard days, like when I didn't feel like I could, you know, so just things to keep me going and obviously my family, my friends, things like that, and even my team back then. And so I drive towards it. I get this promotion. And unfortunately, I get the promotion. I'm the only African-American female senior territory sales manager across the country, across the division at that point. So it's like a big deal for me to get that. Mm-hmm. So get it. And then a couple months later, I end up getting pushed out of my job. Like, what are the chances? And y'all, all I've done my entire career is sales. I don't know anything different. And so it was devastating. It felt like another like death, like another ending, but in like a business career, that type of thing. Right. Right. And you know, as humans, we, whether it's good, bad, or indifferent, we, a lot of times equate our, you know, our success or what we're doing by what we've achieved or what we do. And when that is stripped from you, I call it like my stripping season. When that's stripped from you and you're down to like, okay, well, what am I good at? Like, what am I doing? And I had to just really press in and pray because I knew after the loss of my first son in my spirit, literally, I'll never forget me and my husband were sitting in the airport. And I was like, I know what came my spirit was. I know I'm made for more. I know I'm called for greater, but I don't know what that is. And I said that to my husband out loud. And we were on our way back from the airport to this island that we go to every year. And my husband was like, you know, men love y'all. But <laughs> he was like trying to reverse engineer me into what that thing is that is I'm called to move towards. And I literally get back down to it. And I'm like, I don't know. I just love people. And he's like, that ain't a business boo. So you go right on head back to them golden handcuffs <laughs> and you go back to your job and keep working and let me know when you actually have something definitive. 
For me, my faith is everything. I am nothing without my faith. I'm very clear that I did not make myself, create myself, make myself great and put myself on this earth. No. Okay. I know, right, who I am and I know whose I am. And in that process of just being in prayer, God led me straight to where I was supposed to go. And that next step was entrepreneurship. And I was like, (laughs) like, what? Who, who, who signed me up for this craziness? Right. And not knowing how to do that or not knowing any of that, he took me first to health coaching. And I'm a former competitive gymnast. Okay. And so going into health coaching and having to be on social media and all this, and I was like, what? No, I'm not interested. God call someone else for that. Mm -hmm. He was like, no, actually I'm calling you sis. And so I was like, okay, I mean, literally confirmation, three ways, three different ways, 24 hours. I couldn't deny it. Talked to my husband about it. We talked to our financial advisor and he was like, this is what risk is. Like, take the leap. You know, this is how you build a business. It's not tons of money sitting there and you're like, okay, I'm going to build it. So we took the leap, right? That is not it. So (laughs) the leap had a year's worth of savings we were going to give towards it. And Melissa, I say this this way for anybody listen. I have only thing I've done is sales. It's all I know. I can sell ketchup to a girl in a white t-shirt. I can sell ice to an Eskimo, bring it on. I got a 30, 60, 90 day plan for it. You want it? I got it. Let's go. I don't need anyone to teach me or tell me how to work. I have enough and I put enough pressure on myself. So work ethic is not my issue. So I was like, I'm going in and I'm going hard because I'm going to get to the end of this 12 months and we're going to make a decision whether we continue to do this or to stop. And I told my husband, I will leave no stone unturned and there will not be an excuse that I could say I did not give it my all. Mm. And I went all in and I got to nine months in and I was like, oh, this ain't it. It's not working. It is not working. (laughs) I'm like, I know numbers. I know trends and the trend ain't trending (laughs) for us to do this after 12 months. So I was like, oh my gosh. And I prayed. I was like, God, if you're going to call me to do this, I will do it. I said, but I do not want to mess up anything financially for my family, period. I was like, you better not let me fail. And I don't know about y'all, but this is how I talk to God. I am not proper. I am not perfect. Uh, I just talk straight. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's how we're cool. So I get to the end of this. And I'm like, oh my God. I told my husband, I'm like, this isn't it. I've got nine months. And so I tried to run back to the thing that I knew, the thing that was comfortable, sales. And to be honest, I could have probably went anywhere I wanted because I worked for the number one medical device company in the country. I had already gotten promoted, done all these things. And could have leveraged that and made more money. But you know, like when you go towards something, Melissa, and it's like, you know, in your spirit, you are not supposed to be there. It is a no. It is a hard, fast no. It is don't do it. And I was trying to run to it. And I'll never forget it. My husband said, why are you trying to run to something that God said no to? That he already closed the door. Why are you running back? What are you doing? He was like, sit. I was like, sit. And Melissa and I are a lot alike. Like we don't do sitting or resting well, (laughs) right? So I'm like, sit, sit and do what? And he was like, we said, we give it 12 months. Wait, see what God says. And that was what I call my surrender season. It was the hardest time business professional career wise. Because I'm like, okay, I did that. I trusted. I took the leap of faith. It didn't work. Now what? I don't know what I'm good at. I don't know where I'm supposed to go. 
He's saying no to go that way. I can't go that way to what I know, which is comfortable. And that season of surrender was about, it was the end of August until that December. And then I found a speaker coaching program, got into it. Huge investment after we'd already spent a year's worth of savings. That's why when people talk to me about investing and taking risks, I'm like, I am not the one that you think you're going to get away with an excuse about you don't have the money. Right. Don't come. No, because I have sacrificed and I have, I have saved, we have drained, we have built, we have grown, we've committed. And it's like, it was a commitment that was like, go bigger, go deeper. And it's still a risk. And it was a lot of money. It was like five figures worth of money. And I was like, <laughs> this was not my idea. I just want to say that Melissa is like, so good. this whole journey, it wasn't my idea. It wasn't like I made this up. I'm like, I'm going to become an entrepreneur and I'm going to be a health coach first. And, but let me tell you this, I quickly understood that that first season was a season of learning. There were things that I needed to learn in that season before I was ready to go to the next season that God was taking me to. And I bet you probably learned a good bit about personal branding in that first nine months before. Uh, Yeah. Personal branding, what that is, why it's important, what this new world looks like when you step out from corporate and it's, I call it the internet streets. It's real ghetto out here. Okay. (laughs) It can be very ghetto. And I'm not that. And so it's like, how do you professionally and with integrity show up and how do you connect to people? And it was a learning curve. But let me tell you another huge lesson I learned, Melissa, in that uh, with health coaching and helping people. I learned that you cannot teach people work ethic and you cannot want something for someone more than they want it for themselves. And that has served me so much on the consulting side. It served me so much on the coaching side because those look a little bit different. Coaching is usually more B2C, usually a lot of times. Consulting with the amazing consulting firm that I work with currently. I love them, but that's more like B2B. Mm -hmm. There's a difference, right? But I learned throughout all of that, when you're coaching someone, I can't teach them work ethic. I can't make make them want it more than they want it for themselves. And it's that a level of leading them to step up into that while supporting them. So there's there's an art to that. So I think that season was there and it was the season of refining and a season of getting me prepared for what I was going to next. And so I got in the speaker coaching program, got to speak internationally a couple of times. It helped me build my brand. This program was amazing. It was for nine months, helped me build my keynotes back then. So then from there, it became coaching because when I would speak, people would be like, hey, how can I work with you? How can I connect? And I'm all, I'm like, I don't know. This is the only thing God told me to do. Catch me in the next city. Maybe. I don't know. That's all I know. Is I'm just speaking right now. And so people would ask me like, are you a life coach? Are you a therapist? I'm like, absolutely not. I am no one's life coach. Okay. Mm-mm, not what I do. And so my husband was like, well, maybe you were talking about like something like lifestyle coaching or I'm like, no, I don't even know. I don't know what you're talking about. And so I started just sitting with it. And I'm like, if I could support back then, it started out with just women. If I could support women with like what I know and where I am, because I'm a big believer in you can't sell someone something that you don't know yourself and that you cannot actually deliver on. Mm -mm, Don't do that. It needs to be your zone of genius or you need to have learned it long enough or have the skill to do it. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to do meaningful success coaching. Now I prayed about it and then got confirmation again. And I was like, okay, we're going to leap again. And it was meaningful success coaching. And it was 
creating and cultivating what matters to you most and brings you purpose and joy. And that was where I was able to help women in that point of creating the biz dev part, the strategy. How do you move yourself from corporate into entrepreneurship? What does that look like if you're having to hold your main job and build that and actually getting them strategically through that so they can have a plan? But then what started happening is women were like, okay, I got the plan. That's great. My mindset is in check. You give me the checkup from the neck up multiple times. I'm ready, but how do I sell it, Natasha? And I'm like, that's not, I don't do that anymore. Been there, did that for 16 years. That, sorry, I'll refer you to a business coach. But the problem was, is that business coaches don't teach sales like in depth, right? Like where it's like our background, you and I's background. Mm -hmm. So they're like, yeah, but that person only teaches on like how to sell socially and yeah, how to leverage this or, and they're like, it's not the same thing. And I'm like, you're right. It's not the same thing. And I was like, but I don't do that anymore. Like I, God said, no, I can't go there. And I'll never forget a friend who was on a marketing agency. And she said to me, Hey, can I speak something to you? This was on my spirit. Can I speak to you? And I was like, absolutely. And she said, why are you holding Women and men that will come in the future, why are you holding them back from the thing that you were gifted to do and that you know how to do at a level of excellence and mastery? Why are you holding them back from that? And she said to me, I believe that is a matter of the heart. You need to go check that because of what happened to you, you are holding on to that. And when I tell you when she said that, the dam broke and my eyes, I started crying, bawling. And I'm like, because what it did, Melissa, is it reminded me and it took me back to, wow, I let someone or a company take something from me that I love, that I've been doing for so long based off of a circumstance of, you know, um, what like laying off and all this stuff, whatever it was, right? Those things. Because I've never been written up for an HR violation, never gotten in trouble. It was nothing like that. And so I was like, wow. But it also took me back to when I first started moving in this direction, first coach I ever had, international business coach, She was like, you really need to do something on sales. There's so many women that need you. There's so many women that don't like sales and men who don't know how to do it. And you actually have a career background of 16 years. Like, why are you not doing that? Why are you creating this? And at the time, it wasn't the time for that because there was a lot of heartbreak and there was a lot of like, man, I, like I said, it felt like a career divorce. I mean, or like a career death. And so- But it was the process of getting beyond that. And then it was like, when I said yes to it, Melissa, when I was meaningful success coaching and doing all that and speaking, it was like the trickle, right? It was coming, it was coming. But when I said yes to sales coaching and going back to my home, back to my roots, reclaiming the thing that I know how to do and that I love doing, it was like the dam open. And it was like business was like like flooding. And it was like the business just went like this in the middle of the pandemic, that pivot came in 2019 and we were doing well. And I also was like, OMG, if I make this pivot to go back to my roots, that means changing everything, Melissa. Copy, keynote, funnels, website, everything. It was a huge decision. And when I talked to my husband about it, he was like, I just been waiting on you to arrive back to this place of where I know you're supposed to be. And I was like, funny. My marketing manager was like, remember a long time ago when I was trying to tell you, you really need to do something on sales, even if it's just like maybe a little small course. And you were like, no, I'm not. So it was all of that recollection coming back. And then when I stepped into it, it was like the floodgates open. There were clients, there were speaking opportunities. The money was coming. I was like, okay, 
So I say all of that to say, and the reason why I take time to talk about that is because people listen to podcasts and they hear this great success story or this person who's phenomenal, right? Or whatever the thing is. But I always want to be very transparent with people because if you want to hear me talk about sales, get a Melissa's course. Come on, I'll teach you coaching. You want to hear me talk about sales? Go to my Instagram, talk about it all the time. But I want to make sure I take the time on every single podcast to talk about the journey because there are so many people wanting to do the thing that they feel called to do, that they desire, but they look at everybody and they think, I couldn't, they're great. How did they get there? Ah, I never could. I don't have time. I don't have the money. And I want to be fully transparent to say, you can. And I am no different than you. This has been a journey. It has not been easy. It has not been cheap. It has been an investment, not just money but of time, my family's time, tears, blood, sweat, all the things. And so I just want to take time to honor people with the truth so that if anybody's listening, that they actually stop giving themselves the excuses or stop looking at other people. Mm-hmm. It's helpful, but sometimes when you're in a space where you're trying to get somewhere, it can be harmful because you end up comparing yourself and it stunts you and it stops you. So be careful. And I always say this too: seek wise counsel. Be careful who you talk to and who you listen to, because everybody cannot carry your hopes and dreams and goals that you actually really desire that you know you're made for and you're called for. Everybody can't carry that. So be careful who you release those things to, right? Because the atmosphere has ears. So I always say this atmosphere has ears. So you better watch your mouth, right? Be careful. Yes. So, so good, Natasha. And I love that you share the journey, right? It's really easy for people to, and I think that's where people get intimidated because they compare where you are today to their start. And so if we can continue to be open about our start and our Mm -hmm. journey and our, you know, ugly girl, snotty crying at the, by the, you know, the bathroom floor moments as an entrepreneur. I think that if anything, we can encourage people to take imperfect action anyway and move forward. And also I love that the, you know, it took the universe literally whacking you on the head to, you know, make that shift to be the sales expert. So speaking of that, you know, I said this at the, at the top of the podcast, Natasha, you know, my program's teach how to build the funnels, right? So we've got like the academy that's a lead generation program. What we've learned is that our clients needed more role play and discussion and training around actually closing those leads, right? So it's like, we're teaching them how to herd cattle, but we don't want them to just herd the cattle off the cliff. Yes. We want them to close them, right? And so Natasha does role play and coaching inside of all of our programs, but also you have your own phenomenal business. You consult, you coach, you have power partnerships. And what I would love maybe in the last couple of minutes of this podcast is for you to share what are some of the things from an industry standpoint that you're seeing today that people are doing wrong And maybe then we can tap into some of the things people can be doing right. So what are you seeing today that people are continuing to do wrong, that if they could just make these shifts, it could make a big difference in the conversions of sales in their business? Yeah, I think this goes for the consulting side and it goes for the coaching side, right? Is I think when it comes to sales, the biggest thing, it's actually three things. There's one is the mindset. 
the mindset that is involved, people are operating from that place. And it's usually from a place of scarcity. Like, I don't want to feel icky, manipulative, pushy, overbearing, or all these things. And it's like, there's got to be this shift, but that takes time, right? And it takes, honestly, someone coaching you, right? Someone supporting you, whether it's on a consulting basis or coaching side, right? But it's the mindset that you have to shift, but it's also not having a sales process or a sales strategy. Mm-hmm. And on the, let me go to the coaching side, which is where you serve, right? Mm-hmm. On the coaching side, I tell people on the consulting side, whether it's corporate or it's an entrepreneurial based business that is multi-million dollar business and they operate in a corporate structure. If it's important and even corporations, Fortune 500 corporate, if it's important for them to have and actually not important, but a must have for them to have a sales process and the sales strategy. What makes you think with your even singular entrepreneurial business that you also don't have to have a sales process or strategy? Those things are necessary. And so what happens is people want to get leads, 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 but then you don't even know how to actually sell them and then serve them. Mm. There's That's a process. And it doesn't matter if it's the training, the background that I've learned that from, from corporate and actually real training that we've come from. Or, you know, the Cornell sales growth and expert certification thing. I don't know why I thought I was necessary for me to do that, but I did it. And I was like, what was I thinking up at three and 4 a.m. doing projects? But like, even in that course, it's the same thing. Process, strategy. It doesn't matter the business. It doesn't matter the product mix, but it's that people are missing that point. And I think on the coaching side where we have smaller entrepreneurial businesses, that start out as solo biz, solo entrepreneurs and grow into that, they forget that there is a process and a strategy. And that is massively important because otherwise you're just winging it. So your sales aren't predictable. You're up and down, up and down. And that's not to say that if you have a process and a strategy, it's not ebb and flow. Yes, it still is. But there's more predictability because you are following a process and strategy. And it also allows you to scale. It also allows you to be able to hire people into roles like sales teams or salesperson roles. Even if you're a smaller entrepreneurial, which is entrepreneur, the space we're talking about, or even if you've grown, that stuff is necessary because you need that rinse and repeat process that people can follow. And so I think those are the biggest things that I see is the mindset issue and then the process and the strategy issue. And both are solved in different spaces in the consulting. It's a little bit different. And then the coaching side too. Yeah. And I love, I love all of this specifically with the mindset piece. I want to go down in a rabbit hole with this for just a second. Cause I actually did a a hypnobreath work workshop last night and we talked about you know, one of the things I talked about is how when your nervous system is dysregulated, you cut off sales for yourself, right? So when we when we're operating from us from a space of scarcity, when we're attached to our money, our sales numbers monthly, emotionally, and I would love your thoughts on this, but this is what I talked about last night is when we come from a chaotic, scarce mindset onto a call with a prospective client. That energy is transferred, right? 100%. And potential client doesn't feel safe around you because they sense your desperation. And so I love what you're saying about this rabbit hole that all entrepreneurs need to get into. And it is a constant practice yes. from a mindset standpoint to not be so attached to the money and the self-worth of the money 
with the highs and the lows in business, right? Because to this day, I have months that are profitable and I have months that are in the red and I can't be attached to my red months because my red months, if I'm attached to it energetically, mindset wise, that transfers into potential clients, into the team I'm leading, right? So can you, can you speak to that a little bit? Yeah, I actually speak on it when I do keynote or anything. And even when I'm coaching, talking, even to on the consulting side is I talk about it's like a three-legged stool, right? And there's three pillars to sell success. There is the mindset piece, right? You got the process strategy, but however, those things kind of drop in buckets, right? Process connects the strategy, but the mindset piece, what it connects down to is communication and energy. Mm, yes. And that part, that mindset, communication, energy, it's a three-legged stool. And if one of those is missing, the whole thing crumbles. It yeah. won't. And so if your energy, and this is why you need a coach or a consultant, because you can't see it subconsciously happening, right? right? It's subconsciously happening. And you think you're hiding it and you think you're able to cover it up but it literally just seeps straight through. And the other person on the end can see it, feel it, they sense it. And that is what repels people away. And it's like having someone that can guide you through that and also work with your mindset. I tell people all the time, sales is not just about process and strategy, but it is just as much about your mindset, communication, and energy that you apply to your process and strategy. And those cannot be separated because it affects directly it affects those things. Yeah. And you just, you really just hit something that, you know, I say a lot and I know you agree on this, but people invest in you. People are buying you. I don't care who you are. There's other people who do what you do. Yeah. Right. So it really boils down to how you're showing up. So I just love that. And not to like overwhelm our listeners, but yeah, you got to have a process too, right? You got to have a process, but your mindset and energy are just as important as the process. And in that piece on process, I love that you pointed that out too, because entrepreneurs, small business owners, we have to appreciate and recognize, right? That it's the sales, it's the revenue that keeps the business alive, right? So if you've got, if you've got a great product, you're out there marketing it, you're, but you have no sales process or delegated a sales team or someone in position to help follow up. Like the fortune is in the follow-up, right? 1,000% again. Yes, it is critical to have the process. I tell people, I'm like, especially like you said, we're talking the range of sales process, sales strategy. For example, I'll tell you the, let me say two things. The sales consulting firm that I work with is called Immerse. They're amazing. The owner, Mornay Smith, he's amazing. He always talks about that. He was like, you know, sales is a transfer of trust, Right. And it's about winning the hearts and minds of the person that you're with and that you're connecting to and in a genuine and integral way, right? And I love how he always talks about that to us as a team, right? Because we're engaging with clients all the time and they're big clients. And so, yes, I just want to piggyback off of what you said. It's like people are buying you. You are involved in that because people can go buy a product or service anywhere from anyone else. It's not, you're not unique, right? There are little things that make you unique. You have your own unique selling propositions. We call it USP. Yes, but you're also involved. There's a person involved. On the side of process, when I'm talking about entrepreneurs, small business owners, a lot of times we build the product, 
we build the service, we get excited, we get pumped, we do all the marketing, we do all this thing, we invest in how to get the leads and all of this stuff and the social media strategy and blah, blah, blah. And then people launch it and then they're like, but nobody's buying it. And they're like, I don't understand. Like nobody's buying it. And I'm like, because you have not thought about sales and what happened. <laughs> You have to be really careful with this because you'll build this great thing and you put it out there. And then when nobody buys it, you start tearing it apart. Maybe this isn't good. Maybe I should change that. You start spinning your wheels. You start throwing spaghetti at the wall and nothing's working and everything's sliding down the wall, the spaghetti. You put your hand up, this hand, you got this foot up, this leg trying to hold on everything. And then you start discounting. You're like, maybe it's too expensive. And the real root cause is, is that you don't have a process, a sales process, and you don't have a sales strategy. So you really don't know how to sell it. Mm. And I tell people, you go doing all of that, make sure in the process that you're building your business, you are also working on building the sales process and the sales strategy. And my clients who do both of those things, because I stay in my lane, I am sales process strategy. Melissa is front end. I'm back in. Melissa is leads. She's mastered it. She knows it. That's not my lane. Okay. That's hers. But also equally, you need to be working on the sales side too, your mindset. How do you even communicate and articulate your unique selling proposition or your brand messaging or your sales messaging. How do you do that? How do you lead a sales call? How do you follow up without being icky, pushy, manipulated? All of those things have to be worked on or otherwise you will have spent your wheels and wasted your money and lose a lot of money. And I told people, last thing I'll say, don't be out there practicing on potential sales. Yes. Do that with me or anybody else. It doesn't even have to be me. Or do it with Merce, whoever, right? Whatever's your fit business, because Immerse, that's a specific client consulting wise. Do it wherever you need to, but get the help that you need yes. so that you're not, you're not losing money. And I love that you brought that up and we'll wrap up here in just a minute. But I think that where, I mean, there's so many parallels and similarities between you and I. And I think that our classic training from corporate, we learned and were forced to learn a sales model and then practice it over and over and over with a camera and then watch it again and get critiqued and feedback. And so, you know, like corporations take this shit seriously. Small businesses should be taking it even more seriously because our profit margins and how we operate and our risk are so much higher. And so if you're just practicing on your clients versus having a process to practice internally, which is one of the reasons, the, like a one major reason we have Natasha inside of our program doing role play and coaching with our, our, our community, but you have to have this process. And so I highly encourage you, if you're listening today, If you don't have someone to practice with, if you don't have your sales process down, you really need to reach out to Natasha. Natasha, how do people find you? How do they work with you? What do you got going on? Every place is Natasha Hemingway with two M's. I will say that I am with two M's, but NatashaHemingway.com, Natasha Hemingway on Instagram, it's all over there. And then pretty much there's everything. And in the show notes, there'll be a little gift for you guys. There's Hello Clients, Hello Cash. It's a sales course. It's there. It's self-paced. All of those things are there. I won't bore you with all that, but yes. And then if it's the consulting side, you can come and I'll let you know because I'm quick to stay in my lane again, stay in my lane, stay in my lane. I don't want any consulting clients that needs to go on the consulting side. That's why I serve there. I don't want them through my business personally, but the consulting side immerse phenomenal. Love them. Love being on that team. Love being a part of it. And then on the coaching side, that's where I just stay in my lane with one-on-one coaching or it's through the sales course for entrepreneurs, small business owners. So 
So good. Natasha, thank you so much for your time today. And I can't wait to sit down and have lunch or dinner with you sometime really soon. Yeah, I'm excited. We'll make it happen. All right. Thanks. (laughs) Bye-bye. Thanks guys so much for listening in on today's podcast episode. I can't wait for you to see my upcoming guest in the next episode. You are going to love this keynote speaker. Hey, here's the deal. If you liked this, please subscribe and leave a review. And you want the latest online business growth strategies and exclusive LinkedIn pro tips sent straight to your phone? Text the word UPDATES to 1-833-310-7171. Again, text the word UPDATES to 1-833-310-7171. Can't wait to see you guys. Come find me over on Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, wherever you like to hang. I cannot wait to hear how you are enjoying and applying what you're learning. You guys reach out to me over on social because I love hearing what's resonating with you. When you reach out to me and you send me those personal DMs, they really do impact the content I continue to bring forward to you. So again, come find me, Melissa underscore Hinault over on Instagram, Melissa Hinault over on LinkedIn and Facebook. Can't wait to see you guys over there.